ladies and gentlemen, we didn't expect to do this. We didn't want to have to do this, but here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an emergency podcast by The Overlap. I'm joined here by, of course, as always, my friend, Rian. Uh, Rian, some big news broke yesterday. And no, I'm not talking about Wayne Rooney or Jamie Vardy. I'm not talking about Ernesto Valverde being fired. A three-weekly joke? Sorry, keep going. As good time as any. <laughs> uh, our Spurs supporting friend Desmond is also here today. Hey, hi. <laughs> <Yo. laughs> he completely disrupted Elias's flow, but but uh, just I'm sorry, one second. Let him go. Let him let him finish it. Let him finish. Okay. And now we're here with Desmond Johnson. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Um, so yesterday, Spurs put out a statement. Uh, and it was pretty straightforward and out of the blue. Um, it, it was titled, Mauricio Leaves the Club. <laughs> like, it was the start of a new chapter of a book <laughs> that was just going so poorly. Um, but, yeah, here we are. Um, Mauricio Pochettino is out at Spurs after a horrendous start to the season. Um, there are obviously multiple factors that play into the way the season has gone for Spurs, um, both play into or Pochettino's fault and many, many others that we're going to talk about today. Um, but we wanted to bring in Des here to our, our resident Spurs fan um, and also just banter crusher at the same time um, <laughs> to, to talk a little bit more about about what's going on at Spurs. So, Des, thanks for, thanks for coming on and also screw you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. <laughs> You're not so it's welcome, but we'll see. Also, I'm calling in my phone, so when we inevitably stop talking or start talking over each other, that's that's why. Well, I'm, uh, we're we're definitely going to talk over you and and try and kick you off, but I'm sure you have some hot takes for us. But yeah, I know this is a, a tough time for you. We gave you about 24 hours to uh, to calm yourself, and we wanted to do it when all emotions were were a little cool. Uh, but we're going to just start off and talk about how we got to this point. Like Rian, I mean. It, it, no one can say that this was really coming, but at the same time, he was under the hot seat for a little, like at least a small part of the season. Yeah. So, so you know, as all good things, or sorry, not good things, as all as all <laughs> as all endings to, uh, I guess, pretty sad things for some people or disastrous things. We have to figure out how we got here, right? So. Let's just start with the man himself, Pochettino. How did we get here on his end? Pochettino, obviously, managed at Espanyol and then came to England and had great success at Southampton for three years. And from there, got a great next step in his career, which was to become the Tottenham Hotspur manager, a team that was not regular Champions League uh, participants generally they kind of uh, had their post on Thursdays but through his time they became a team that plays on Tuesdays and Wednesdays regularly and also became a team that had expectations of playing um, in Champions League every season and so he took a team that before he came in I don't know the, uh, the best jokes were the DVDs, which uh, were still kind of there for the first couple of years. Uh, and then also just being very Spursy and, you know, lads, it's Tottenham, all that's good stuff. But by the end of his tenure, they turned into a team that people expect to be in the Champions League. Um, it's not, the Spursy stuff is not as prevalent. And they got into the stature where they could attract a manager who's won Champions League titles, which we'll get obviously get to the appointment later. But it also comes with the bad things that came at the end here, as we saw starting in the summer, or in summer 2019 here, where you have all the rumblings, not even just, not really rumblings, literally Pochettino throwing things out there that he's not 
necessarily happy with how the club um, constructed their business in terms of transfer windows. And, and and by the club, let's be clear that he really meant Levy, right? Like, he, he specifically meant Levy. Yeah, and so we get to that point. We, we get quotes like, this is going to... We get to uh, August and or end of July. We get quotes like, this is going to be the toughest season ever. Uh, he's told about Mr. Sissoko's oh, new... <laughs> yeah, he, he was he's told Mr. Sissoko's um, contract is brought up to him, and he's and he's told that, or and he says that that's something between the club and the player, and not him. So another another kind of quote, and then um, and obviously you know the season comes along and things kind of carry on from how terribly it ended um, at the end of last season, and all of it is. Very, very reminiscent to any Chelsea fan um, <laughs> who watched either era of who saw either era of uh, Mourinho's time, and very, very similarly, but especially the uh, second era where we're coming, where after winning the title, there's stuff in the summer about him being upset about um, transfer policies, and then that turning into even more talking and then things getting even worse as the season begins and then a very similar start to uh, his final season <laughs> so I'm sure Desmond has heard me say a lot about uh, how I thought this was all very Mourinho-esque from Pochettino and Elias has heard it too but it really was uh, just a comparison here so the 15-16 Chelsea season where they come off of winning the title it was actually so much worse than I had remembered. I think I had actually blocked a lot of this out of my memory. But through the first 16 games, uh, Chelsea had four wins and uh, ten losses there. So, you know, yeah, it was much worse than I remembered. It was actually way worse than I remembered. Uh, and that's all in the league, obviously. And so we compare that to Tottenham's beginning to this season where they're sitting in 14th after what we got 12 games and also sitting on what, 14 points. Am I correct me if I'm wrong there, Desmond? Oh, that's right. <laughs> so that's the stage that we're at with the, with the manager. That's where we, that's how we've gotten here. And so Desmond just talking about the Pochettino side. Where do you think this started to go wrong? Managerially, now, you can obviously talk oh, on. Talk, you can you can talk on the owner too. But but you know, where do you think things started? Where do you first become worried about Mauricio's future at the club? The summer well, before no, I, then. I first got worried about him uh, right before Champions League final when he he had he held he had a press press conference uh, and he said something along the lines of oh like you know if we win I'll quit. Um, and everyone was like, what? <laughs> everyone was like super confused and like some of the players were kind of thrown off. People were like, Rito, did you just confirm that like you will leave if you win this game? He's like, yeah, I mean, you don't, why not, basically? <laughs> and that was kind of like, okay, like that's never a good sign if your manager is saying things like that, especially right before such a huge game. Um, especially after a whole season of him not being backed, which is where I think this really all starts. Um, but I know he's like keeping managerial, so we'll just keep a managerial for now. So I think that was really the start of it, um, of when people started realizing he was not so happy. Um, like you already brought up, it kind of continued with a Sissoko quote. That was really strange, especially because Sissoko was easily the best midfielder. Um, and that's not what you want to hear from your, co- from your coach. <laughs> Um, That's also such a weird sentence that Sissoko was your best. He, he, he actually legitimately has probably been the best midfielder on the team this he's, season. So, oh, easily. I mean, easily last season as well. But who? Harry Winks? No. <laughs> Eric Dyer? Trash? No. None of the other people are any good. He has been. He has been the best midfielder for Spurs. It is really strange. But obviously, as we saw yesterday and today, things can get weirder. Um, but no, I think that was really the beginning of it. Uh, it continued to get worse. He kept saying really strange thing at press conferences. He kept being uh, weirdly dismissive of problems that were happening. Like, it's one thing to be... to not want to throw anyone under the bus, but he was like... He, it seemed like he did not care. That's kind of the sense that I got. Um, and 
I could explain more later, but that, that's really the sense that I got. That I think it's part of the reason why this happened. Uh, I, I really don't think he cares much anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I answered your question or not. No, no, no. I'll, I'll give I'll give a pass. Obviously, the emotions are still a little bit there, but but uh, no, it's all it's, it's important to note too that after the Champions League final, Mirko Pochettino and his coaching staff did not travel back to London with the players. Yeah. He went to Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't he didn't travel back with them, right. which which I again just from like reading uh, just from reading like. I guess uh, what do we call these reports on on just the end of the and the end of, well well not really a report but more like hearsay no it was just like writings on on how like the last like eighteen months basically ended but um, you know that's something that didn't sit very well with the players which is fair I think um, especially yeah. after such an emotional ending to the season to for the manager not to be on the plane back with you um, I think he's not a great sign but I mean especially because they give him so much yeah, he is infamous as one of the most difficult trainers around like he's going to get you in shape and I feel like if if my coach were to do that after giving him my all every single day I'd, I'd kind of lose faith in the project I mean that that's fair, right? Like a part of me does think and this this kind of steps away from Pochettino as a manager and focuses more now on the players, but with the players aging, um with a lot of them like you said kind of losing faith in this idea um that multiple visions that Pochettino has kind of put forward um over the last five and a half years that I, it, it it seems redundant and it seems a little stale after a while even with added success um, and it, no one can say that Pochettino did not have success and Desmond I don't know what you're doing in the background but it sounds so weird Sorry. I had to walk upstairs classic um, <laughs> but no so the, my point with the players is that they pretty much did have a foot out the door, but the ones that came in most recently, I think were still dedicated to to this project. And you kind of saw that in the players that he would field. As well as, as, well as hang on, Elias. The newer players. The, the newer players. You said the new players. The, which new players? Well, let's talk about the ones that start, right? You have, um, oh my God. Well, it's also recently. It's also recently. He just started his first game like a week ago. And Dombele during the last month or so. Exactly. Dombele is not fully fit. But that's not not Pochettino's fault. Like, what I'm saying is that they actually put in a level of commitment and effort to prove their worth at a new club, whereas the older players felt like they had, quote-unquote, earned their spot and didn't necessarily need to fight for in the same way that oh, yeah. Celso or, or, um, or, wow, I just blanked on his name. Um, and Dombele, thank you, yes, um, would, would feel the same way. Um, and so we talked about how this happened at United, right, where Alex Ferguson would sort of bring in new coaches every couple of years yeah. to, to rejuvenate the, the ideas and the, the mentality of the squad. And I think Spurs got a little stale with that. And I don't think that's his fault, Pochettino's fault. I think that's, again, down to Levy. But at its core, if the players that you have don't want to commit to you, then it's either you're out or they're out. And none of them are out right now. Yeah, and I think you're hitting the heart of the issue. I really don't put very much of this on Poch. This is mostly a Levy problem, I want to say. Um, because you can not go that long without backing a manager of that quality um, especially if he's asking for it he asked for it multiple times went an entire season without signing anyone that's ridiculous on its own going an entire season without signing anyone on their own um, <laughs> but then also this most recent offseason like I they, yes they got signings um, it was reportedly the signings he won it's still not enough like this seemed like it was a little bit too little too late um, like you said all the players who were already playing felt like they they didn't have to really work that hard they didn't have any competition for their spots because they weren't bringing anyone in um, and I think like you said that also affected their mood like once they start getting set eventually like, I remember Ian Bertogne didn't start the first game and that was super strange because he's been a starter for so long um, kind of quits kind of gets upset um, but again I don't think that's I don't think that's really 
Podge's fault because he kind of got dealt a terrible hand. Also, bringing in four signings, uh, one of them got loaned back. Um, one of them, Cessnion, uh, injured until very recently. Uh, Lochelso injured until very recently. Cessnion, uh, not sorry, not Cessnion, and Dombele, uh can't play a full ninety. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now, back but, to that yeah. game. I think is just now getting to that point. Um, so even if you are bringing in these new players, you are basically left with the same core that you've had for for five years. Um, I think they also got tired of his training methods. Yeah. He's super, super hard on people and it doesn't really give them much of a break. You know what's what's funny is I know there are like links between Pochettino and Barcelona and people are whatever. Like all jokes aside, I would pay very good money to watch Pochettino and his fitness regime with Luis Suarez <laughs> and like how he's ten like kilos overweight and definitely is gonna die from a high cholesterol problem. I would genuinely pay good money to see that in person. But sorry, continue. <laughs> He would straight up leave. Like, he would just leave. No, 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 I, I don't think he'd be able to handle it. Apparently, that's why Dembele left, um, which is so sad, because he was he was a legend. He was great. Um, but apparently, it goes back to the like, real problem. Like, he has such this such a hard routine, and it was fine at first when these players were, like, young, super ambitious. They're new to the project. Like, they're building something. Um, they're building towards, like, this promise. But now, they've been there for five years, and they've been getting this sort of... You know they've been under this regime for so long, uh, and they haven't won anything. I really think not winning anything that actually has played a huge effect here because they just honestly they were working their asses off and not getting anything for it. Um, and then when you see that he no longer really wants to be there, then that, then you quit on. But again, I think this really all goes back to the point that uh, it's fine if you're really hard on your players if you continuously get new players who want to be there. Um, and it's fine if you are able to move players out who don't want to be there. Spurs aren't able to do either of those things. Hence, we are where we're at now. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, you talk you talk on that thing where some of the players don't feel like they have the pressure on them to uh, lose their spots and whatnot, but I think you hit it perfectly at the end where you have players... You had you had a handful of players who wanted to leave in the summer, and they just weren't allowed to. And, and the board, or if you want to say Levy, the club itself, they didn't actually turn over very much. And that's not how any club really works now. Like, like I, I, I probably said it. I probably said it to you a couple of times that it's a very odd thing of what Tottenham were doing where they were just kind of hoping that everyone develops at the same pace and just the team becomes very, very good. Uh, The team did become very good, but it was a very non-modern thing that was going on where you're just not really going to bring in many players and there's not going to be much of a difference in the team year to year. And you're just kind of hoping that everyone just takes a massive step every season, which is just not something to expect because people don't, well, players in any sport um, don't grow at the same level. You don't, you don't become a better player at the same level. They're always late bloomers and whatnot. But the whole training thing, you didn't want to train. I mean, obviously, you know, when the players get to a point where they're not like 22 or they're not like 19 coming in from like Deli Alley coming from MK Dons, who is a team not even in the Premier League and coming to Tottenham, um, that, that training regimen is not going to work anymore. And you're right, it's not fully his fault, for sure. Um, he obviously will have to change his style in terms of training a little, somewhat, because he's not going to, the next team he goes to is not going to be the same stature. He's not, like, I mean, I was jokes, but like, seriously, he wouldn't be able to go to Barcelona and make yeah. Luis Suarez and, like, and granted, I'm sure Messi would do it anyway, but you, you can't run, <laughs> like, those more experienced players into the ground from training. That's not, like, yeah. that's not, especially during the season. It's not it makes work. no sense. It's no. not going to work. It's not going to work for a big, for, like, a club with more experienced players. Um, so that's obviously something that he'll have to work on on, on his own, but. From the player side, yeah, you had players who wanted to leave during the summer. Like, what do you expect that they're going to come in and just be able to 
flip a switch. Like, they're, at the same time, they're human beings. Like, I don't want to... Uh, People for now. People, millions and millions of people go into their jobs that, that they don't like and do them. But at the same time, those people are not having to run and chase uh, other adults around, around their office trying to stop them from like getting to the bathroom or something like that. So, so it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit easier to just sit on your computer and type stuff into like Microsoft Excel or something if you hate the job. But, but you know, if you hate the, if you hate the. Uh, the club that you're at, or not hate the club, but if you wanted a new experience, you know, it's going to be hard to motivate yourself to do, to go out and press the goalkeeper like 40 yards away yeah. from you. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's very real, right? Like, all of this is, and we talk about it almost in a wishy washy way, but this is one of the core problems that Spurs have and have had over the last two seasons, I would say. But I guess. Looking forward now towards the future, and we'll get to to Pochettino's successor in a minute. But where do you think Des like? Where, where does Pochettino go? Where do the players go? Where does what happens to the board? I I personally have a theory um, that bringing in Jose Mourinho, um, or at least Levy attempting to do that and succeeding in that, um, is his personal business plan. Um, in that I think that one of these days in the next five years probably that Levy probably wants to sell the club. That's my theory because they just built a new stadium. They're extremely successful and they're growing in revenue obviously based on that. Um, And they just appointed a head coach that is top, top tier and recognized as such. Um, Not that Pochettino was not, but I think that personally Levy might want to actually look to selling the club. Um, But where does that leave... Pochettino and, and the players specifically like where, where, like where does he go now you know I guess we'll start with Patch and I, I'm suspecting he'll take some time off and he's pretty committed to that last project but um, I've heard a lot about Bayern really wanting him uh, could I don't I don't I don't really know about that I don't know much about that um, except they'd have to wait probably until the summer and i Mine's just like I guess they would probably want someone before that. Um, United always still a possibility. <laughs> uh, we'll see how Ollie um, goes the rest of the summer, uh, the rest of the year, but he'll probably be out in the summer. Um, honestly, he could go really wherever he wants. Uh, he, he really could. That's that's, that's really and that's the, that's the crux of it. He can go wherever he wants. Yeah, uh, but he's and it's not his fault. Go anywhere immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's not right it's not his fault. But like to Ellie's talking about Levy, I don't I don't know if I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree that I think he's going to try to sell the club because I think now he's gotten it to a point where it's stable. And honestly, during the next five years, it's probably when he'll actually make a pretty good amount of money. Like from the right. five years on, because they're still probably in some debt. Right. But, right. But, you know, from the five years on is when they'll really like make the money from it. Uh, and that's obviously considering that success is still happening on the pitch. Right. But, yeah. you know, that's probably the time for us to get into the board <laughs> of, how, of how we got here, right? You have obviously all these mitigating factors where, like I said, he's trying to, he's trying to stabilize the club um, financially and also secure their... I guess commercial and brand success by you know you talking about ha- Levy, right? Levy, yeah, yeah, you know, not, not but when Pacino came in, their sponsor, their shirt sponsor, was you know, with all due respect, Under Armour, <laughs> and 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 now as as Pacino leaves, it's it's Nike. Um, they were playing in White Hart Lane, in, in Old White Hart Lane, which uh, was a great place in general, but. Then they came to a much bigger stadium, and so now they're now they're at a stadium that's on the level of you know a, a top top European club. So he's obviously brought the club to him plus the success on the field are what has brought the club to a, a place of stability and, like I said before, to the point where they can attract a manager of uh, Jose Mourinho's uh, history, right? So, but we also know that the board is part of the reason why there has been no signings in the last, or there have been th- three signings or four signings, sorry, in the last eighteen months. Yeah, one went back to Yeah, three new players have come in in the last eighteen months, though. 
So, start with there, Desmond, in terms of how we got here. Your thoughts on the board? Um, oh. I mean, other than, I mean, other than what's been said. Other than, oh, yeah. So, you know, what, what do you think? Do you have some... I, I, would, I would ask, do you have, like, some sympathy towards what happened? Because, you know, it is easy, very easy to just completely shit on Levy for not buying players and stuff, but at the same time, I suppose they didn't want to put themselves in the position that Arsenal was in after they moved into the Emirates and they couldn't really spend on players for like five or six seasons. And You're still seeing the effect of that now. Yeah, exactly. No, but no, I have a lot of sympathy for them. It is, again, it is, I think, their fault that we're in this situation, but it's better to get themselves out of it <laughs> than continue to be in it. Um, looking like yesterday, I would not have said this was the right call. I was like, this is stupid. And this is terrible. But like, they have been in relegation form since like February of last year. Um, it seems like from all the reports that players really no longer really felt him anymore. Um, in the scenario, it's the right call. It's also, it sounds like it, looks, it really looks like they had Mourinho lined up for at least last two weeks. Um, so, when you have to have all those things, and I think it's the right call, um, and I think they're right in making the decision. Um, it did seem kind of a blindside, but you know, they're also a business. They got to do what they got to do. We're in fourteenth right now. <laughs> it's, it's it's a sport. I don't know. No, no, it's very yeah, and. I guess that's the next thing I would want to get on is like why now, right? You know, you talk about Pochettino or sorry, Mourinho probably being lined up for weeks, which I would probably agree with too, considering how quickly everything happened yeah. yesterday. But I that's that's really what surprised me how quickly everything happened yesterday. It was literally overnight. Like literally yeah. overnight. I woke up It and, took less than twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mourinho was coached by the time we woke up on the East Coast, right? Yeah, he um, already had his custom jacket made too. Like, come on. Yeah. It's been in the worst. No, it's it's know. definitely been in the worst. I'm I would not be surprised by that at all. But I think that what Levy tried to do was get Mourinho in rather than get Pochettino out. Because I think Pochettino probably wasn't going to leave on his own without proper compensation. Well, no, yeah. That, that makes no he, sense. He, he had, he had, about, that, yeah, he had, 12, that, he had like 12 million pounds on the table if, <laughs> if he gets fired. And I've even heard things that he, that Levy asked him to ask uh, Pochettino to resign last month. Too, so Yikes. so so. I mean, I'm sure Levy is trying. To, was trying to get him to resign for yeah weeks, probably. Yeah, I think that's literally the only explanation for this time because this time is so stupid. I think Levy was trying to be cheap and not pay that twelve million dollars um, until eventually he realized like, there's no other choice. Twelve million pounds, dude. Yeah, yeah more more pounds. than twelve million dollars. So what? 12 million pounds are basically like 17, 18 oh, million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Actually, maybe a more. But unit. Um, but no, yeah, that's my only explanation for the timing. Right. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense right now. Yeah, some players are like still finding out. They found out like after the games they played. That is crazy. Yeah, during the, like, Coming up to them being like, oh, by the way, like you have a new coach now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the pictures from today. I mean, you sent them to us too, but like they were absolutely priceless. It, and I tweeted about this, but it literally looked like a new update for Football Manager had come out, and it it was like it was like a bug. Like it shouldn't have been like put out in the first place. But yeah, I still haven't comprehended it at all. No, I, I don't think anyone <laughs> has. Super weird. Right, right. So I mean, let's kind of shift that focus towards. Mourinho now, right? Yeah. Mourinho, <laughs> where, where, where we go? Where we go from here, right? Mourinho and the uh, let's say Mourinho and the players, right? So we have January coming up. I, <laughs> Mourinho coming in is not going to make these these players that want to leave want to stay. <laughs> I mean, I, that's just let's just throw that at right now. I, I'm I am positive about that. He's not going to make if Christian Eriksen wanted to go to Real Madrid in the summer. And they wanted to leave Tottenham, not not because necessarily, um, not necessarily because of Real Madrid's success. That was, obviously was not his reason because it didn't make any sense. But 
because he wanted to go to Real Madrid because of the stature of the club. When I, like, I don't think Mourinho coming in is going to change that. I don't think Mourinho coming in is going to change someone like Toby Alderweireld from just letting his contract run out. You know, I, I don't think he's going to stop any of the players that wanted to leave in the summer from leaving next summer. But I think it's just all about whether any leave in January. But uh, but obviously, if you, if you have in January, yeah. Uh, uh, I'd be okay with Erickson leaving in January, to be honest. I feel like you guys would have been okay with him leaving at any point. Now, I just I feel no, like no, no. If he kept playing like he played in that literally the first game of the season against Villa. He, he, I love him to stay, but Jesus, no, he is not. Um, that's off topic, though. Don't be started on that. <laughs> and, um, I, I don't know. I because I think that if you've been playing with all these guys around, you, it's kind of like the inverse of the problem we had before. And like now, you have this coach who is a proven winner, like a serial winner, wins everything always. Um, the, still, the fact that he won a fucking Europa League with. With United is beyond me, uh, <laughs> but if you have this new coach coming in, maybe give it a chance. Like I feel like I would, you know, they might at least be thinking about it. I think there are still definitely still some players that like would want to leave, but um, at least like the back two, like out of world for Tongan, maybe at this point consider staying. Like they're both pretty old. Um, <laughs> so making Spurs a retirement home, basically. I mean, yeah, well, that's fine with me. Uh, if they play well, <laughs> right? <laughs> they were at one point probably the best center back pairing um, in England. So, if they feel like Mourinho can get them back to that, like, why not? No, I I, I get what you're saying. Um, at the same time, I don't know if they will. Kind of like you said, I, I a part of me thinks that they will absolutely consider it um, because Mourinho is just a very different type of person and manager um, altogether, but being in the same place for that long, unless you're a one-club man, kind of like some of the people at Barcelona, a very few at Madrid, and and even one or two here and there in the Premier League, um, it, it kind of has gotten stale, and that's that's the new age of football. That's just the way it is. Um, I, I don't think that Erickson stays um, past the summer. I think he might stay past January, but I don't think he stays past the summer. Um I, I don't know. I just I don't I can't see the squad being very similar to this year um, or next year as it is to this year. Yeah, I, mean, I ultimately like, I hope not. I hope that people will leave if they stay. Then it's really not getting rid of the root issue. Um, <laughs> then sacking Podge was really for nothing. So I hope that they do leave. Um, I'm, I don't even know where the, this season's going to go. Like I don't know what's going to happen because the season. Honestly, don't really care. I'm here for the ride. This is so outrageous. (laughs) I I just can't wait for the first couple weeks when Mourinho finally realizes that that, uh, he may need to put Serge Aurier to play with the youth team. Like, he's just going to put him to play with the youth team. (laughs) That is the one guy who has no chance to ever succeed under Jose Mourinho. It's him. It's it's Aurier, easily. And you know that yeah. during the press conferences, he's going to call him out, too. He's going to be like, oh, Serge? Uh, yeah, he's playing with the under-21. He's going to be his, the Luke Shaw. He's going to be the Luke Shaw. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that's how he's going to treat it. Fine with me. It's terrible this season. So you got, so you got Aurier, and then you almost definitely will have... The resurgence, the uh, I don't want to say resurgence, but the reintegration into the team of Eric Dyer. Like he is, he is one hundred percent is going to get probably like fifty percent of the starts for the for the first like month or two months. Oh yeah, the midfield um, this weekend, midfield this weekend is definitely going to be him and and That's what it'll be. A nice nice midfield too (laughs) to encapsulate Mourinho's best tactical structures. Yeah, and and Erickson actually may not really play. (laughs) He's because he's literally like he is basically like the Ozil, like the Juan Mata of of teams that Mourinho has. He's just a number ten. And he's not going to defend at all, and Mourinho will just ice him out at some point. <laughs> like, so again, you were saying all good things. Again, yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, like, he's not going to ice out anyone who's like, I guess, 
who really wants to be oh Harry Winks might not be someone who who has a good time under Mourinho but yeah but uh no I mean the players I don't know I have no idea like the, the team's gonna be very the lineups will be very different in like for the next like two or three weeks so you'll at least get to see something different yeah, I hope Lucas Moore gets a chance, which I don't. I don't know if he will. I don't know if he's the right kind of person. But um, he, he cared so much. He was so good last season, and seeing him get benched for the final was probably the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. Maybe that was also part of it. Maybe that's also part of why the players didn't like him. That was a ridiculous decision in hindsight. Um, but again, that's in hindsight. I don't think at the time it was. Um, where are we going? What are you talking about? Well, I guess one of the the biggest things moving forward now is um, Ward, right? What do you mean the board? Huh? I was going to talk about Mourinho. Oh, uh, well, no, no. We can all, <laughs> I, can, I can talk about Mourinho for hours. But, but, no, my biggest thing now is is the board because I think we talk, I think we definitely have talked a bit about, like, the possibility of Mourinho going to Spurs. And I was always like, well, considering the clubs that he's been at in the past, uh, unless he really wants to just repeat the Porto thing where he doesn't really have that much money to spend, I don't think he's a manager anymore that's going to go to a place where they're not going to back him. So, on that end, are, are we now going to see legit signings um, like next summer? Or, I mean, there's legit signings this summer, but like, but like actual... Actual normal transfer windows from from uh, Tottenham. Right? Do, do you think this? Do you think that's what we get now? And, and even if we do, I would, might be even more upset if I was a Spurs fan because then I'd probably be like, "Well, why the hell did you just promise this to Pochettino or, or do actually do this with Pochettino?" But but just on the first one, do you think do you think we see a complete shift in transfer policy now? They might have more money from they might be getting more money now from the stadium and whatnot. But yeah, I can't promise that. <laughs> Leave me pretty stingy. The board is pretty stingy, um, and again, it's kind of hard right now because like I read reports that um, they told him he was going to be back in January if he needed to win the summer, and then I read some that said he's not going to get any money in January. So I literally have no idea. Um, but um, I think part of the reason that Mourinho was okay with his job is because he really likes the squad they have now. I mean, you said that before. Um, and so, at least for January, I don't think he's thinking he needs to spend a ton of money. Um, and who knows? Maybe like a year off, it really changed his heart. Maybe he doesn't like spending anymore. Maybe he's seen the light of you know playing your youth players. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's no chance. I, I'm yeah, sorry. There's literally no shot. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, happening. that's. I like the way you think, but it's not going to actually happen. Yeah, no. I, I I genuinely have no idea. It seems like a, a pair that would not work ever. <laughs> you're, you're right. He uh, sold off like, like Kevin De Bruyne, dude. Like, <laughs> this is not playing youth players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I, I really have no clue. But it still doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't know. I, what are you, I'm curious about your thoughts, though. Like, what do you guys think? Do you think they will start spending a lot now? I, I no. Uh, I, frankly, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a reason why they would. Right. The reason why they would is they might have an influx of revenue from the stadium. They might have an influx of revenue from whatever revenue channels that they currently have, like every other club, um, just based on popularity. Sure, they might see that. Um, do they have a reason to spend right now? Not yet. Not in January. Well, well they, they're not going to. January is it's not a time to actually get. Impact players like that. Right. Like, they're not going to go and get someone who's real. Who's going to greatly help them during the rest of the season. I mean, uh, if they got like either fullback, if they got one, well, yeah, back. yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, there's not one. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no. So like, that is a situation where I can see them spending because they kind of have to, but not until the summer can I see them investing. But the but while they invest in players, you're going to see a lot of players leave. So when you look at the net value of all of those players, is it how much more negative is it really going to be from a monetary perspective? That I don't know because we're going to see a huge, in my opinion. Um, 
what's the word for when you leave everyone not migration exodus, exodus. that's yes. what I'm looking for thank you yes SAT uh, word of the day um, I think we're going to see a bit of an exodus in the summer so I, I don't know how much they actually need to invest like from a net perspective you know yeah I don't know it's, it's they, they're, they're going to there's going to be a lot of players gone that from this team that are gone a year from now Right, like there'll be, we're gonna guess probably. Let's just guess, probably. Erickson, Erickson, uh, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, Rose. Who is? Is there anyone else that you can think of there? Doesn't probably Aria. A year from you think you think Aria is gone in this uh, by the beginning of next season. Yes. Yeah, I would guess so that. too. If he, yeah, as long as Mourinho is still the manager, then yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll be gone. Unless he likes playing for the under twenty ones. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, that, right there, that's five players, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, one of them is going to go on a free, so yeah. that's an L. Well, yeah, but well, well possibly two, two of them or three. Or uh, is is uh, Vertonghen also out of the contract? Vertonghen might be on his last year. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, two of them, two possibly three. Right with with uh, oh, Bar- with yeah. Alderweireld. So so right. That actually negates my point about it being a net. Yeah. Net so, so so the thing is, they're not actually gonna be able to bring in much money. So the the spending will have to have all been saved up from the last uh, three years, or <laughs> <laughs> or or suddenly the or the uh, stadium is making them a lot more money than expected. So. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what they'll be able to do in the summer. Um, again, unless 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 those things that I said, or maybe just completely changes his policy on on transfers, which seems We're unlikely. Yeah, unlikely. Right. So, I mean, with the players and the squad most likely drastically changing in the next 12 months. Let's focus, I guess, on the team that they have right now, right? The team that they have right now and the rest of the season is still important, right? They're a mid-table team on on form, um, but they're also coming off going to a Champions League final. Um, Dez, I guess, under Mourinho, what are your your expectations, right? Like, we know he's a world-class coach, that that aside. And you have to hold your thoughts. Better question. No, no, sorry. No, no, I want to go around... The three of us with this. And let's start. I want to do best and worst case scenario. All right? Let's, uh, let's start with best case scenario. Desmond, best case scenario. Mourinho succeeds. What, best case scenario. What is that? For the re- Let's just say for the rest of this season. Okay, I mean, best case scenario is we get a Champions League spot. Uh, uh, sorry, you're in the anchor. Sorry, you're at the anchor. You're at the anchor point. I've, I've named it now. You're at the anchor point. You're 11 points. Point. You're 11 points off points. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, like I said, that is the best case. Okay. Or like the case. You um, never lose a game again. The best case scenario is you never lose a game again for the rest of the season, and that's how you get champ, uh, champions. I, no, I, yeah. I, I mean, that is literally the best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I said best yeah. case scenario. Uh, like I said more realistic best case scenarios. Yeah, exactly. um, look at the table. It's crazy that the league is this terrible. Uh, pretty great timing. Um, it's still possible. It's still like more than possible. So I can see that happening. Uh, I don't think Arsenal or United are very good. Um, I so yeah, I, yeah, I don't think they so. I mean, then what's Spurs fix themselves defensively? Like. I can see that happening. Yeah, what's the why? The why? Like, the, the why on your best-case scenario? Why is if they can... Okay, if, if Mourinho can motivate the players who really haven't looked like they've cared on the field for... Uh, which is, I would argue, a lot of most of them. Um, if he can motivate them to play for him, um, and if he can figure them out defensively, then we're great. I, I think still, like, player for player, probably, definitely a top-four team. Um so it's just getting them motivated to play. Um, I honestly think it's half of it. Do we even have a clean sheet this season? <laughs> you wish. Uh, you got you got one. It's, uh, Wait, one. Oh, I totally yeah. forgot. Yeah, about yeah. That. You got you got Crystal Palace at home, a four 0 win. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that game was beautiful too. That gave so much hope. Oh, that was that's a dagger to the heart. Even thinking about that game. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that—that's a fair reason. I think we both kind of agree with you there that, like, 
if they are able to do that, sure, they might have a chance, maybe, um, for top four. Likely not, uh, based on the anchoring theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, so I, I'll, I'll let Elias maybe go after me if he, if he has anything different. Well, no, my, I mean, my, my, I'll do my best case. Yeah. Best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, Obviously, best, best case scenario is that, you know, Mourinho uh, finishes the rest of the season undefeated. um, And perhaps you guys just pip fifth place. But, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) we're three, three points back. Of fifth. fifth, yes, great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're saying it like it's great, like they have to win every single game to get fifth. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, no, so, so no. does the Champions League spawn fifth? No, I don't care about <laughs> Champions League anymore, Elias. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, no, the best uh, competition in my mind anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the best case scenario. Mourinho comes in, right, and basically, like you said, motivates the players and, and gets them. One, he's obviously not going to train, probably not going to train them as hard because that's, I don't think, yeah. that's never been really safe. Comes in and he just, and he just says, all right, we're fucking going back to basics here. Let's. Not like fuck around here, and and he, you're right, he shows up the defense. He stops playing Aurier altogether, um, and, <laughs> and 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 probably and maybe plays like Lucas Moore and Kane up top together, maybe, or maybe Lucas Moore and and Son up top together. Either one. Um, there, there's no way that both of those players Sorry, get I, in. I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, go on. Your only topic. Like getting the best out of Delhi is something he can do. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That that'll that's definitely a big thing too. Yeah, Delhi comes in and Delhi's he motivates obviously motivates Delhi Ali who's also had a problem of seeming not too motivated until the last like two weeks maybe. Um yeah, and he comes in, and and, he, and the team stabilizes, and and they're able to have a respectable finish to the season in terms of position, and perhaps I, I would I was thinking this earlier, I was like before Pochettino got fired, I was like, they'll this team's probably gonna get out of their Champions League group, but they're gonna get smashed in the first in the round of sixteen. Oh Marino there maybe best case scenario is that you win the round of sixteen matchup and and make and make it very tough for you to play the round in the uh quarterfinals. Hey, after last year anything's possible in Champions League. Seriously that was uh, again, kind of undeserved, but I have no no guesses for that. We're definitely going to get out of the group. Um, I think we have a chance to go deep. Where you know how to win. Uh, one of the biggest problems we had was like seeing out games. So bringing in someone who can do that, I think, is instant impact. Um, and if we can get to the final without seeing out games and a little bit, little bit of luck, then you know, who knows. Yeah, I can. If you can't tell, I'm like still hear the days. I'm very optimistic right now. A good time. I was gonna say, like, I can still hear the days of when um, Chelsea came back at Camden. Rian's like just grinning right now, but you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Chelsea at whatever. I'm not gonna even. Yeah, 2009. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, whatever. But (laughs) my point being, um, yes, I I do think that Mourinho's that type of man manager, right? He's the type of person that can get the most out of a player um, on an individual basis, and that's the biggest problem that 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 Tottenham have have had. Um, So I get why that addresses this problem. For me, um, I think best case scenario is that I actually don't think it has anything to do with the table because I think they do have a chance of getting into a Champions League spot. Um, But even more so... I think they need to get back to playing a brand of football that everyone's on the same page about because they haven't looked confident. They haven't looked like themselves since, like you said, Des, since February. And I think that with Mourinho, I don't know how defensive it's going to be. I don't know how it probably won't be that defensive given that they don't have one. But I, I really, I really think that getting back to a style of play that Mourinho can get everyone on board with and taking advantage of especially their best players, i.e. Harry Kane, um, then I think that they're set up for success for the rest of the season. At least having this feeling that this is a team that can do something maybe next year. Yeah, I agree with all that. 
<laughs> All right, and now, <laughs> worst case scenario here, huh? Relegation. Absolute worst. <laughs> Realistically, they're not going to get relegated, but but uh, worst case scenario of, let's say, up through uh, the end of May, worst case scenario of the next uh, seven or so months here. Uh, and why? Worst obviously. case. Um. He can't motivate those players that really want to leave. Um, does that does that result in them leaving then? Him. And we finish like tenth. Okay, That's so you go up the table, case. but yeah. <laughs> mid table is worst case, right? Okay, fair. Um, do you think that the players leaving in January would signal? Um, I guess this. Mass exodus coming early, or would that be a failure on Mourinho's part? Then, like, how does that reflect on him? Uh, I don't. I don't think it'd be a failure on his part because I mean, these people have wanted to go. Um, him not being able to bring them back from the brink is like it's not really much of a failure. It's just kind of it is what it is. Um, I really, I don't. I don't want to call anything too early. Um, I really just want to wait to see for like a couple weeks, see how the players take to him because I really, I think that. Uh, after Podge's managerial side, like they'll actually end up liking him. So um, that's fair. <laughs> well, Rian, what do you think of uh, the worst possible scenario? Don't say relegation. I'm going with relegation. I'm just telling you that now. Okay. But what is your realistic worst Are you case serious? scenario? Yes, of Is course that's the worst case scenario. You're closer to relegation than you are to the top. Like, <laughs> oh my, yes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Worst case scenario, absolute worst case scenario. First, Eric Dyer starts seventy percent of your games for the rest of the season, which is very much in play. Um, yeah, he, he, he was great for one season. He was, he was, he was. Um, yeah, Eric Dyer starts seventy percent of your games at least for the rest of the season. Christian Eriksen. Is just not played at all, not even on the subs, uh, through January and in January. Actually, worst case scenario would be in January he signs, Erickson signs a contract for the summer and is still at the club for the last five months and (laughs) possibly playing with the youth team. Um, What else? That's the best case. Then he gets sold for money. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he doesn't. Dude. Well, no, he, that means he signs a contract with the team to leave in the summer, oh, and he's no, on he's a free. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, to be fair, Des, I heard it the same way that you did. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, that's worst worst case in terms of Erickson. Um, what else? Mourinho has doesn't change his personality whatsoever, and for the most part, you're still parking the bus against um, teams with any sort of attacking quality. Uh, and I'm not even going to throw that Aurier plays in the worst case scenario because there's no scenario that Aurier is regularly playing under Jose Mourinho. And if that's happening, then we're beyond the worst case scenario. Then you actually might get relegated. Um, but but uh, yeah, and, and like I said, the worst case is that he, the players do not take well to his personality. Um, and by the end of the season, you have the players who originally were okay with staying and contracts are not running out um, at the end of 2020, you have them thinking about leaving in the summer. That's that's really the worst case scenario is that you have someone like Short Deli, Ali, or or um, Hummin Son, who... Again, not sure how well he'll take to how well he'll fit in with Mourinho, but he's so nice. Yeah, <laughs> I feel so bad. He's gonna get used. There's no way he gets sat. He's so good. Well, he's not gonna get. He's not gonna get sat. But I, I, I will. You know, there's there's always press conferences, <laughs> so we can always see. But but I do think he'll play. I think he'll play pretty regularly. But yeah, worst case scenario is that someone like him or um, or Deli Ali or God forbid Harry Kane. Is, Start thinking about their exit plans uh, in the yeah. summer because of how much they dislike the manager, that the new manager, and, and results don't go well. And hell, worst case scenario would also probably be Unai Emery getting fired, and somehow you guys still losing to them at, at <laughs> home. <laughs> like that, that. Oh, God. yeah. So that, well, that's that's what, what typically happens with players and Mourinho in this first season. 
first season usually goes okay, but this is a bit of a weird one because he's starting in the middle of the season. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, but first season usually goes okay because there's not massive expectations. The United job, obviously. United, well, what am I saying? United and Real, massive expectations in this first season. But first season is usually just creating an identity of the team, which... You know, there's still what twenty two matches left in the league. So, and then and then probably like twelve or ten or so in other competitions. So, you could have an identity. The team could have a distinct identity by like maybe uh, March or something. But that that's really the first season of Mourinho is establishing the identity of of the team, and. It's yeah. That's not all, that, something that's that takes take, time. That, that takes time, and that's not something that for a Mourinho team, especially, is something that you would want to be happening in the middle of the season when he, he can't like have gotten the people out that he didn't want anymore. But you know that, that that'll be that's just going to be a part of the job, and and I still believe if he doesn't succeed. It's not necessarily his fault. <laughs> it's not like again, this is, like we said, it's, this has been doomed more or less from eighteen months ago. So I, I don't think I'm not sure if any manager could come in right now and completely turn it around. But you know, he obviously has some sort of um, faith, or he has backing for sure because he wouldn't bring in Mourinho if you if you're not gonna at least back him for. Let's say what, probably at least eighteen months. So, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, that's you kind of hit on a couple points here that I just want to pick up on. My worst case scenario, like I said, is relegation. Here's why: if they don't gel with Poch, or excuse me, with Mourinho, then it's really, really bad because you went from a bad situation to an even worse situation. That's going to directly translate to how they play on the field. They're not going to respond to how he wants. That's only going to take... And he'll be talking. And he'll be talking. The players, I'm sure, will be talking. And it's just a toxic situation. And that's exactly what I can see happening because it's happened before. I have reason to believe that it, it could happen again. Um, yeah. I don't think it will. In- he's usually pretty cuddly in the first season. Yeah, it's- that's what I was going to say. I really don't see it happening at all because he's been so complimentary of Spurs in the past like two years. I mean, this is also a man that just wanted a job <laughs> that wasn't Abbey United. Yeah, he, he did. Huh? Yeah, there was, he, he did cry United, on on huge. television about not not he having a job, but. Hugely complimentary of Spurs. Like he likes this team a lot. I know. I, so, th- I think he does actually see the quality. Of respect for the players. So I think that he's not going to come in like guns blazing. He understands that like the chemistry is a huge problem. He's talked about it before. Uh, as a pundit, he's talked about how chemistry on the team is a huge problem. He's a smart person. He's a genius. He's not going to come in here and just like start yeah. swinging around. You know, he's, he's like he's 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 smart. He can play the smart. He's not going to be super aggressive with it. So I really don't see that happening this season. Right. No, that's that's very fair. Um, I don't either, but in the case that it does, yeah, <laughs> you're six points off relegation right now. That is so. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three, three points off a uh, fifth, so I'm not too worried. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, also fair. Um, but Champions League expectations, that'll be uh, very interesting to see. I don't see them getting past the round of 16, quite frankly, either. Um, it'll be dependent on who they draw, obviously, but... Um, also, I'm very interested to see what their form looks like over the next three weeks because you still have two top six teams to play in December. So, yep. uh, yeah, you have that coming for you. Um, and this is going to be probably the most boring North London derby of, uh, of all time, <laughs> whenever that oh, comes Are around. you serious? This is going to be amazing. <laughs> I mean, football-wise, it's going to be unbelievably bad. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yes. If Unai Emery is still the manager of Arsenal for that game, he will be. He will be. I'm telling you now. Oh, oh I told you, man. That's that's got to be the one. If they go, if they go away and and lose to Mourinho as the time manager, that has to be the end for him. <laughs> like, I don't know if if the, like Arsenal away fans would even let him leave. <laughs> let him leave the stadium. Like. <laughs> That's kind of fair. Oh, that'd be so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting, and I, I can honestly see at that point why you'd let him go. Um, but that's a totally different discussion. Um, but yeah, it this is this is going to be interesting over the next couple weeks to see how Mourinho gels with this team. There's going to be a lot of fanfare about 
about Marino specifically um, in every single game that he manages, especially the Bayern game in, in what, three or four weeks' time? Or probably less now, three weeks. Um, but everything about this has reason to be concerning, but at the same time, it's, from what we know, a better situa- situation than what Spurs were in. Um, and I think that's kind of how you, Des, and a lot of other Spurs fans are looking at this, but it's still a shock that Pochettino was was fired um, and let go, and as, as well as the whole um, the whole staff. Um, do I think Pochettino uh, will take a break? I do. I think he'll probably take some time off from you know seeing him attitude wise, personality, etc. Um, but my bold prediction for where he goes is that I think he takes the Real Madrid job from Zidane in the summer, um, and I can a hundred percent see that happening. If he takes Valverde's job, I will literally paint a banner for this man outside of the New York City Barcelona uh, bar. So you'll see me there when that doesn't happen. But um, yeah, I, I do think he ends up going to Madrid at some point. That is his kind of his dream. Um, but yeah, best of luck to Pochettino. Yeah, no, I'm, I I hope he does well. He's brought the club so much, he deserves it. So I really hope he does well. That's the only like silver lining for me for him leaving is like when Spurs get knocked out of Champions League, wherever he goes, maybe they're still in it. I have a second team to support. That's kind of fair. Yeah, yeah, I, I get. I mean, the mentality, right? Like, <laughs> who else are you to support? So, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> with that though, um, I think that kind of covers everything um, that we want to talk about. Obviously, very big news coming out of North London. Um, good luck to Mourinho. Um, good luck to Pochettino moving forward. Um, and I guess we'll see what Levin Levy does. Yeah, who would have thought? When you spend your entire transfer budget on Coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean, right. who would have thought that of all of Pochettino, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and Unai Emery, that... I think I think I think Steve Bruce has made it farther. Yeah, no, he's gonna get tired. Yeah, that's because I mean their expectations are pretty low. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) But it's amazing. It's amazing. Unai's gonna and he really might end up lasting. I told you he might last a while. It's purely the club. It's purely the club. Any other? How does he last? He's they're they're also terrible. Yeah, yeah, no bias, no bias. <laughs> no, I mean it, they are genuinely terrible to watch. Yeah. No, they, yeah, they are no fun. I've never but. seen a team so talented at snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. It's incredible. Yeah, also fair. Yeah, but no, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Pochettino and Russ. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll probably see Pochettino join another team in the summer. I, I don't think he, I'd be very surprised if he takes a job in the middle of the season. But um, but just to give you a little primer, there's the first the next six games for Tottenham. We've got away to West Ham, which will be interesting because Manuel Pellegrini is the manager on the other side, and Mourinho has has not said a lot of kind words about him in the past. <laughs> Calling him, calling him Mr. Pellegrino a couple times while at Chelsea. So um, we got that. They've got then they're, then they're, yeah, yeah. You call him Pellegrino like on per, like purposely, right, right. purposely. Um, and then they're home to Olympiacos in the Champions League. Then home to Bournemouth, away to United on December fourth. So that should be just. Oh, fantastic. Scrumptious. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. He's going to end Ollie's career as well. Possibly. Possibly. Um, it would be amazing. Yeah, then it's, then it's home to Burnley and away to Bayern Munich. And that's, that's the first six games. So we'll have a pretty good understanding by, by the Bayern, by, well, after the Bayern Munich oh, game. that's not We'll have a pretty good understanding of at least how... If there's an identity kind of being formed and and how the players are taken to him, so give him, give him the first six games and, and we can always reevaluate. Yeah, Delhi's banter is going to be on a different level as well. Oh my lord, he's being coached by the master. 
This is gonna be a gorgeous. He will become a, yeah, yeah, he will become an even bigger dickhead, like easily. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the problem that Pogba ran into at United with him, so uh, that didn't end well either. Well, different. Daily, like it seems like he like wants to prove himself. I he's still young. He still cares. Is, is still young? Yeah, yeah, he's Pogba like is such a diva. Too alpha, dude. He's too alpha. Two alphas uh, don't always get around, get along, dude. God, it's so disappointing. Why do you think I hang out with Elias, dude? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good one. Uh, uh, so uh, we're, there's not going to be another podcast after this. After that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're done. But no, um, with that, I think that kind of covers, like I said, everything we want to to talk about. Um, Des, thank you so much for. Uh, for coming on to the pod um, and of course ruining my intro and uh, once again this, this <laughs> probably will be aired um, I'm assuming um, but as always thank you and uh, Rion yeah we'll see who the alpha is alright don't worry about it um, that <laughs> that's my attempt yeah. at um, putting him down I'm not good at it but whatever um, but yeah with that that kind of concludes things as always guys thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you guys soon thanks guys